Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Yule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody, it's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant China man, CK. DJ K. Callie, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to the Feedback Podcast. With my homie, Back. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Miko in the house. Every time. Byron in the house. What up, what up? And we got Saul Paul in the house. Woo! One word, two capitals. What's up, world? Yes. Hello. Thank you for coming, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to call in, we'll turn the phones later on. The number is 512-539-0225. And this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited to have you on, man. Really excited. Honored to be here, man. Yes. Your yeah. story is fascinating. I've been doing some uh, homework, <laughs> watching videos, listening nah. to other podcasts and interviews. And yeah, I mean, there's it's it's very, very inspiring. I mean, rapper, singer, filmmaker, musician, speaker, motivational, motivational speaker, speaker, storyteller. Ah, what else it. am I missing? I'm just, yeah, yeah, I think you hit it. There's a bunch of other stuff but at the core. I'm just a storyteller, man. Yeah. Podcast guest, but yeah, there you go, there you go. Entre- entrepreneur, yeah, there we go. That's how we sum it. Multimedia guru. Let's just keep naming stuff. Keep it fits because you, you'll you'll find out exactly why we say all this because this is this is a crazy story and one that needs to be told and ones that you've been telling for a while now that really inspires people and we we won't get into all that. Um, so, growing up in Houston. Correct, H Town, H Town, Texas. Where, H-Town. where in Houston? Northside, Fofo. Okay, Angus Homes. We we we, we, we point. Some, Okay, okay. Right. We, we used to call it Yeah, yeah, Houstonians. Houston, yeah, Houstonians. Yeah, that's really considered. I'm not familiar with Houston as much as he is, but that's considered the hood, right? Yeah, yes. pretty much. The yeah. definition, like when you look it up in like Webster's, <laughs> yeah, and Miriam, it's like they got pictures of like H Town Illustration One. Gun store, gun store, liquor store, liquor store, gun store. Church. Church. Yeah, liquor church. Store, liquor store. Church. Bam. Yes, yes, yes. Timmy Chan's. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. So tell me a little bit about your childhood. I know your story, your story is very well documented out there, but I just want to get, you know, people a quick uh, synopsis of growing up, you know, no parents, grandma takes over and Early. everything. Yeah, I wrote a song about it, man. Um Song called Mama. I was raised by my grandmother. Everybody called her Big Mama. I just called her Mama. Um, she raised me because my my mother died in a car accident when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my daddy dude ran off and left. Never mm-hmm. met him, but I had an awesome grandmother. I didn't realize it growing up because she was just like my mama, right? You just so I kind of took it for granted in hindsight, which is twenty twenty. I say I took it for granted, but she was pretty awesome because she was sixty five years old. She adopted me, you know what I mean, and yeah. started raising a three year old, and. Uh, yeah, the only issue was right. She was old and I was young. She was slow. Right. I was fast. She was soft hearted, and I yeah. was hard headed. So it was the perfect environment for me to be a be a fool. The right? test limits. I, I could do no wrong in her eyes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I used yeah. to be sitting like I'm sitting across from you. I would be sitting across from the principal in school, and I just did something terrible, and they would be calling the house like Miss Collins. We got your grandson in here, and I was just posted up because I knew I was like, I could count down like three, two, one. And I could hear her on the phone like, y'all need to quit picking on my baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I felt like like the mob. Like, I'm untouchable. It ended up catching up, you know what I mean? Because by the time I was 17, uh, I got arrested the first time. Got arrested by the FBI. And, uh, it's still in Houston? Still in Houston. Yeah, yeah I didn't leave Houston until uh, after I graduated high school. And came up here to Austin. 
But uh, yeah, in Houston, Houston, Houston raised me. You know what yeah. I mean? Plus, I grew up in a unique family. Uh, you know, New Jack City, Wesley Snipes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nino Brown. Yeah. It's like that was my kinfolk. Like I had two Nino Browns in my family, like dudes that was like doing it for real, for real. So that's what I grew up idolizing. Like I just wanted what they had. You know, so they sold big dope to get it. Uh, but I figured out some early. You know what I mean? Like they sold dope and they sold a lot of it. Plus. Before I became an entrepreneur, I always knew mm-hmm. I had to have it in me because I literally grew up around entrepreneurs. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to spell it. But my whole family was full of entrepreneurs. Like my grandmother was was a seamstress, right? She was okay. sold. People would come to the house, mm-hmm. bring their clothes. Yeah, because of the mic. All right, all right. <laughs> that, um, so, yeah, I would... Um, so, my, I grew up around entrepreneurs, business owners, and whatnot. My grandmother did it right, so she would, like, sew, sew for money. My uh, Kim folks, they did it different. They sold dope for money. Uh-huh. So, But I figured out, though, it was all about money, right? At least watching them because they had workers and everything else. And so my it's first Still running the business. I'm still running yeah, the business. Right. Like, I mean, they did it well. It wasn't just like selling dope. It was like dudes had employees and whatnot. But anyway, I figured it really wasn't about selling dope. It was about making money. So with the, with the money you were making, like going back to your grandmother, like to pay for stuff, or did she see any of that? No, like I would... Uh, I would bless her, you know what I'm saying? I could, I, <clears throat> she didn't know what I was doing, so I couldn't just, you know what I'm saying, put money in the hand. I couldn't just floss it like that, but I would uh, look out for her, you know what I mean? Like, from here and there, I would make up reasons. Like, I won a contest, it was crazy, because like, I grew up, I'm growing up in the hood, I used to win science projects, and mm-hmm. uh, like science fairs, and math contests, and all this other stuff, right? Because I, uh, I was smart, but I was making dumb decisions. That's one reason why I make sure I share my story when I'm talking to people and whatnot. Because just because you're smart, that don't mean you can't make dumb decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. And just because you make dumb decisions, don't mean you're not smart. I was smart, but I made dumb decisions. I, plus, I was a risk taker, right? So anyway, I would be like, yeah, I won this contest, and I did this, and I, I did that over there. And, and so all of a sudden, that would be like how I had this money. Right. That, That's the way you laundered money to her. Basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I said, I could do no wrong in her eyes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So she I got like, a new pair of shoes. <laughs> there it is. You know what I mean? And it was more for the basis because she raised me, man. She raised me on food stamps and, and Social Security. Yeah. Like, she got a check, I got a check. Fixed income for life. I grew up in a wood house, a two-bedroom wood house, no carpet, no AC, black and white TV, no cable. Yeah. Um, so so what, but, what was the where was the money going? I had nice. I had a grill. I had uh, Jay's <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> I like to uh, Jerry yeah. curls up. Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was balling. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I I wanted what I wanted, and that's that's what uh, the crazy part is. Like back then too, like I bought my, bought my I was like the only cat in the hood that had a computer. Ah, right. Oh, there you go. Mm. Yeah, like I was in like back when you had to have a dial-up modem. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You had that? I had that, right? Like, wow. I mean, the hood, we I ain't have cable, but I got like in my bedroom. Like, I'm telling you, it was. So I love, crazy. I love, I love to to to, to throw timeline on this. So like, when did you buy that computer? Oh, uh, was that was, that was like my home? junior year in high junior? school? What year was that? Wow, you gotta read the report. Or something. <laughs> 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 if you watch the movie, you know what I'm saying. You can see that. But, it's like nineties. Uh, or you could put the you could put the clues together. Yeah, nineties. Okay. Yeah, 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 definitely nineties though. Uh yeah, so but to 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 make out that point, I figured out like how to like it wasn't about selling dope, it was about making money. So I figured out how to make money, right? So I would okay. like make counterfeit money and sell it to cats in the hood, like huh. counterfeit money. And I'm like, here's a thousand dollars counterfeit, give me five hundred real. So I've always felt I always been about huh. like getting from A to Z the quickest. And I was like, selling dope is really just the means. It's really about the money. Right. Um, so anyway, that's how I got my first case. You know what I'm saying? Got arrested by the FBI. Everybody in my hood saw me get arrested. Everybody in my school saw me get arrested. 
and life's taught me something. Because yeah. as I say this, you really start to see how I, how I perceive things, right? Because I used to make straight A's in school. My grandmother was proud of me, so she would put my report card on the wall. When my homeboys would come to my house to play video games, because even though I'm growing up dirt poor, my grandmother spoiled me, right? I would still right. have that latest video game first. So they would come to my house, they see my report card, and then they would say things like, ah, this fool's stupid. He made all A's. Right. And they made fun of me for that. When I got arrested and went to jail and came back on bail, nobody made fun of me. Hmm. Everybody showed me love. So I'm I'm observing right you came because you because you came out or because it was like one of those rites of passage, like all oh, you cool because you went to jail. Uh culture. Yeah. 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 Culture, yeah. right? Like I, I love I love doing what I do because um that's what people don't get. It's like culture. Like the same reason why some females are promiscuous. They're like, why she a hoe? Cause she get love for it. You judge her and say she promiscuous, she fast, she this and that. And it was like, yeah, right. but she get love for that. People showing attention. When I, mean, when I was in college, dudes were selling dope, and it was like, bro, that ain't your life, your your background, your whatever, whatever. But because they was the plug, they did it because of the culture, right? Yeah. Why rappers rap about what they rap about when they don't live that? Culture. And they want to fit into the culture. So me, um, my culture and my community was like, it ain't cool to be smart, but mm -hmm. it's cool to be arrested. Yeah. So culture. And me, I just wanted love, so I became the best at being the worst. Yeah. I love being a winner, so I was like, well, what's the rules of this game? And so, you know, uh, long story short, though, I ended up uh, graduating. Like, my grandmother passed away at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, like, my grandmother never knew when I was hustling and I was spending this money on her. Mm -hmm. And the same time, she was sick the same time I got arrested. So, she never found out that I actually got arrested. Because if mm -hmm. she did, that would have killed her. That would've, she would have died from a broken heart. So, yeah. who was taking care of you at the time? Uh, I was always the family baby, right? Because my grandmother raised me. And it was me and her. Like, I grew up an only child. I had two brothers that I was totally estranged from. Like, when I was three, I had a brother that was, like, 13, another brother that was 14. And so when my mama died, my brothers, they was already bad, so they just went to juvie, right? Mm -hmm. They went to foster care. They went to juvie. Um, and then they went to jail. Me, I went to my grandmother's house. And so she was, like I say, a senior citizen already, but she adopted me, so she raised me as an only child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but she had... Like, I got, I got a bunch of uncles and a bunch of cousins, a bunch of aunties, right? My grandma had, like, 16 kids. Mm. So the ones that lived in Houston would always be at the house helping mm -hmm. her out. Right. Because she was raising hell on wheels. You know was there any of them that, that, that actually, like, you could connect with? Any of your uncles or your cousins? Except for the ones that are selling dope and everything. No, nah, I mean, I was the first person in my family to go to college. So I mean, oh, they wanted to connect yeah. with. No pressure, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got to tell you, I got all these cousins, right? All these aunties and uncles. I was the first person to go to college. Uh, in my family. So, no, nah, there was no positive influence. And that's not to speak down on them, but it was like, I really didn't even realize it, man. I like talking about it now because it's all about contrast. And mm -hmm. it's like, because, like, I'm, like, like Biggie said, I'm I'm 915. I'm straight. I'm so straight now. But it was like growing up, like, I knew I was poor. Like, the whole hood was poor. Mm -hmm. But after I left the hood, I realized I was dirt poor, right? I was, like, lower, lower class. It was like, it was bad. And mm -hmm. so, like, everybody in my family was poor. So uh, I wanted nice things. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to actually have a house. I wanted to own stuff. So there was nobody in my family I could look up to. Mm -hmm. uh, who I looked up to, again, was my cousins who was hustling. But they ended up getting killed um, and going to prison, bottom line. You know what I mean? So I didn't, I, didn't, so I didn't look up to anybody in the family for that. I looked up to my cousins, and I definitely looked up to them because I wanted to be like them. Uh, I mean, that, that was the definition of cool. So, so when the FBI comes to to get you or are you like you're, you expected it or you're like, I can only do this for so long. You were hoping to get away nah, with man. it or you knew it was coming. Ignorance or? is bliss. Right. 
and youthfulness is, I don't know, like, I was young. I wasn't worried about getting caught, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I'm He-Man. Um, like so, you're invincible type. Yeah, basically, right? And so uh, when I got caught, it was crazy because uh, I was getting money. I was getting adult money, but I was still a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got caught when I was at school shooting dice. You know what I mean? It was, it was for, that, That's what happened to money when as well. Mm-hmm. Plus, that's how I flipped a lot of it. Uh, later in life, I would <laughs> later in life I would realize that oh, those same tendencies allow me to be a successful entrepreneur because you can't um, you can't be scared to take risk, right? right? But I was always taking risks when I was young, and as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I have to take risk as well, mm-hmm. uh, calculated risk, you know right, what I'm saying, of course, to make sure, sure. The, the ROI is you know what I'm <laughs> makes sense and whatnot. But anyway, what ends up happening? I get I get arrested at school. Um, I come back when my grandmother passed away. I stayed with a I stayed with one of my aunties. You know what I'm saying? One of my aunts for a year because mm-hmm. she stayed in the same. She stayed around the corner from where I was living. So I went to the same high school, graduated, got an academic scholarship and came to Austin. And then I made so I made it out the hood, right? Like, uh, it's funny. They made a movie about my life. It's called Tower to Tower. And, and the, the first act of the movie is like kind of like what I just described, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, so I made it out. I graduated. And then I went to college. And when people watch the movie, it's cool when you screen a film in front of a a group of people, right? Because you get to see them respond to it. Right, right. Everybody be clapping at that part like, yeah, he made it. And I'm like, nah, no. it's about to get real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's so crazy. But why, why Austin? Uh, oh, UT is the best college in the world, Woo! man. Bottom line. Uh, yes, sir. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Everybody, anybody else in here is not from UT? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. UT, everybody? <laughs> All right. We've so, got a Wisconsin badge in the house. <laughs> in Wisconsin. Uh, I, I, Wisconsin. I, I, yeah, they, they they got a nice campus though. I went to do a show in at University of Wisconsin and it felt like UT with a lake. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they college campus is on the lake. Like I'm like, that's kinda dope. But yeah, man, I came to college. I made it to UT and uh, you know, I'm from the culture. So the culture was in me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like heavily entrenched. So even though I made it out, I brought the mentality with me. So, I mean, I got scholarship money. I'm staying on campus. I got a dorm. I got money in my what, pocket. What, you a jester? I'm a jester. Oh. <laughs> See, y'all know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. East the, or west? The next part, uh, west. West. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. was west. I was east. <laughs> yeah, the rest of this story, y'all can uh, at least the college part, y'all can y'all can visualize all this, right? Because yeah. now it's like yeah. it don't matter what the background was, we all on this even playing field. Yeah, and now people get to reinvent themselves. Yep, because there's a yep. bunch of cats when it was I was kicking it with, and then we would go home for the holidays, right? Or like spring break, Christmas, Thanksgiving, or something. Go to their house for the weekend, Cotton Bowl in Dallas or something. And it was yeah. just like, <laughs> bro, you up here perpetrating at UT because like. I mean, they, their life was, like, totally different. Their home life was totally different from the life yeah. they were portraying on campus. Right. Myself, um, I got to UT. I brought that hood mentality with me. But at the same time, I just also saw, the, like, the, it was the birth of cool. You know what I mean? The reason why I chose UT, though, like, why Austin, why UT? I went on a field trip when I was in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of this program. I forget what the name of it is. Uh, but anyway, I was part of a program for poor kids that are smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they took me on the school field trip. I went to UT. It blew my mind. It was like, oh, snap. This is what college is? Yeah. One, I got to go to college. Two, I want to go to this college. Mm-hmm. And decided I want to go to UT and made that the goal and accomplished it. And then got up here and then kicked it and then just went to a whole nother level because I was like the plug, right? Because Everybody yeah. want to hang with you and you're... I was like one or two people at UT that had a grill. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like grill's popular now, right? Just like with... My, when my white friends got cornrows, like, okay, wow. Like, we, 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 we're not going to talk about that. Like, okay, wow. Uh, or how everybody can get a grill. Or kind of yeah. like 
the purpose of rims back in the day, right? I love culture. Like, I love being culturally competent, even understanding various cultures. Mm-hmm. And so people like to judge cultures, right? So they like condescendingly look at this culture like this or that one like that. When the truth is, cultures are just what they are. They're different, and it's cool to understand. So anyway, I'm in UT, right? And I came from a different culture where, like, you get a grill, that means you're balling, right? Like, yeah. if you get rims on a car, you're balling, but the culture has changed so much now. Like, you could be broke and go, like, to rent a rims. And, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. And that, like, Not to pay your rims. So that, the defe- best, that, that defeats the, the purpose, rims. bro. You're paying, like, monthly payments on rims. Like, you're supposed to get the rims, meaning you're balling, but you pay monthly payments. Like, that's <laughs> illogical. Thousand errors. Um, what's that? Thousand errors. Thousand errors. Yeah, right. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm at, I'm at UT, man. I'm I'm doing the thing. I never studied to uh, to get to college. I just did well scholastically, right? Just yeah. like study for the test and that's it. Pass make make A's or yeah, exactly. But not study for the test. Just right. <clears throat> I just I don't know. I just did me. It's crazy. And I've always seen it because it ain't me. I mean, I knew dudes that was like playing basketball, football, and would be blowing sweets with me. And uh, like back in high school, mm-hmm. like before the game on a, on a Friday, you know what I mean, and then go like throw for three hundred and run for two hundred. <laughs> it was like this fool blew a sweet before, you know, right? And it was just like, um, like basically a man amongst boys. It was just like everybody, everybody's gifted, and this is one of my messages, right? Like everybody's gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to understand what your gifting is, and then get in your lane. So like me again, I did well, but I got to UT, and I thought I would do the exact same thing. Like, yeah, I ain't really got a do nothing. <laughs> I just, you yeah, to, you're right. Yeah, uh, please, yeah. that laugh right there. Right? Like, you feel it? Like, yeah, that didn't work. High school was so easy. Man, that did not work in college. <laughs> I was on a free fall for three semesters, right? Came in first semester, bam. Like, C's, D's, and F's. Okay, wait, anyway. So, second semester, C's, D's, and F's. Now I'm on scholastic probation. C's, D's, and F's. Now I'm kicked out. I got to sit out. I got to sit out a semester. And then that's when things got worse because now I went back into hustle mode. Like, ah, now yeah. I can't spend my scholarship money now i can't get a loan or a grant or whatever whatever so now i'm hustling and it's crazy i didn't even really need it but it was like how will i get these j's if i don't hustle and uh so i started hustling and i was good at it so i ended up getting convicted of three more felonies mm. add that to the one that i already had which i got probation for That's so they convicted me of four felonies and sent me to the texas state penitentiary mm. so i go from Whoa. ut to sit i go from just the west and ultimately, Dolby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dolby, yeah. Dolby. <laughs> right. They got a target in there now. I got, I got kicked out of college and then moved up. Like, man, I don't right. even just it anyway. So now I'm moving <laughs> Dolby. But now I go from Dolby to sending the state penitentiary. You know what wow. I mean? And uh, that's when stuff got real. That was, that was that was a monumental moment for me, right? So it was like, so that was you, real. You were, um, you were you're supposed to stay 10 years, and you only did two. Yep, I had four felonies. I had 10 years total. They gave me time for each one of my charges. Um, they sent me to the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Garza West, which is down south. And it's funny. I went from, like, Garza West. I went from Jester West to Garza West, <laughs> uh, which is down in Beeville. Um, and it was crazy because I always had people that would try to, like, I had positive influences, right? But I wasn't trying to hear them. So, like, you asked that question earlier. I, I think it is one uncle. Uh, and he would always be like, hey, boy, you keep doing what you're doing. I'm saying they're going to send you to prison. You keep doing what right. you're doing, this is going to happen. You, you, I mean, you think you clean. When you go to prison, you're going to be pretty. That's what's going to happen. He's like, he trying to scare pretty. me straight. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> scare straight. That's right. You're right. He's scared straight. But again, I, I deal with a lot of young people, and I deal with people that deal with young people. And it's one thing you can't do. Like, if somebody ain't scared, you can't scare them straight. Mm-hmm. Wait uh, for it. Feedback. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. That's, that's those studio ears. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, hold on. Yeah. 
So uh, I wasn't I was like I, I wasn't scared, but now I'm in the penitentiary, and I was like, wow, okay, this is what Uncle's talking about. But you walk it, you walk into the into prison first day, somebody gets stabbed. Damn. Right, because I wasn't believing all the hype anyway. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, but whatever, you, you probably knew cats that went to prison and came back. Dude. Oh, I thought you was going to say, I thought, I thought you was about to say, you knew I probably there. knew cats in prison, yeah. which is oh, what maybe happened. you did. When I went to prison, it felt like a reunion. Like, dog, I ain't seen you since graduation, which is sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are things that, like, shaped me. It's why I do what yeah. I do now, because I'm like. And they're like, weren't you at UT? Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, they, they didn't even know what, what really happened, the, the turning point, like, practically. Uh, like, cause there's a spiritual one. That's when I realized, like, I was born on purpose with a purpose. I was like, okay, God got a plan for my life. I, I, I got free will. I made bad choices. My choices landed me in prison. Uh, that's the spiritual aspect of it. The practical aspect was, like, when I was in the penitentiary, and I remember, uh, like, the way they got it set up, they got all these cells or whatever. You got your bunks. You got, like... Like a hundred hundred dudes in one big dorm, whatever, right? You got mm-hmm. two TVs and a bunch of tables or whatever, right? So when people watch put on the football game, like there's so many it's it's, it's only so many seats. So dudes usually stand up and yeah. you're watching the game and it's all eyes on the game. Mm-hmm. And uh so you talk but you don't even look at each other because yeah, you're watching yeah. the game. You right. know what I'm saying? It was like and so we watching a UT football game and I remember being up in there and basically it was um uh capping, you know what I'm saying, bragging. I'm I'm talking to some dudes and, and I respected like OGs, like dudes that was doing it for real. And like when you go to prison, the only jewelry that you get to keep is like your, your like a watch and a wedding ring. Like that's the only jewelry you get. And uh so there's this one dude, like this big balls, you know what I'm saying? Like a true OG, and he locked up, he got a Rolex. Mm-hmm. Right? Gold Rolex with diamonds. You hmm. figured you were in prison if you wearing a Rolex. One, not only did you have juice in the world, but that's like a like I wish, I wish, I wish you would. You know what I mean? So anyway, right. this dude doing it. I respected him. I looked up to people like him, right? Like, I'm trying to be like the homie, right? So we up there watching the, fo- the football game, UT. And I'm basically like, yeah, I know him. I know him. I know him, right? Because I, I used to, I, know, I knew these dudes. Right, right, I used right. to blow them, kick it, whatever, right? Because they would leave campus to come to my apartment and kick it. And then I remember him being like, uh-uh. So, like, after a while, he wouldn't, he wouldn't listen, wouldn't listen. And then it was like, hold up. Say, so how you know these dudes? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to go to UT. And we having this whole conversation, both watching the game. He's like, I used to go to UT. And I'm like, yeah. He was like, then uh, then what you doing here? Yeah, what the fuck you doing here? Yeah, right. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, oh, man, I was keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? I was up there with all them folks. I'm from the hood, bro. I was keeping it real. And that's when he took his eyes off the game and looked at me. And I remember him saying, like, keeping it real. Bruh. So he was keeping it real stupid. Hmm. And see, that was somebody I respected. Right. Right. And so when he said that, it made me think. That was that moment when it was like, huh. And then we went on to chop it up and whatnot. He talked about how he did what he had to do, but he felt like he had no other options to get money and provide for his family. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. just happened to do it well. And he was like, he was grinding to create opportunities for his kids to be able to go to college like that. And he like, man, you had an opportunity. You sitting up in here with me. And you wasted it. Right. Yeah. And so that was one, that was like a moment when it was like, hold hmm. on, let me start pondering, thinking about this a little bit more. And uh, how long, how long did that, um, how long into, into prison did that happen? That, that would have been the first six months, maybe. First, yeah, first six months. Um, but people, but people didn't know your story. Like when you, when oh yeah, nah, you don't tell your business when you're in prison. You know what I'm saying? You don't. There's no benefit for that. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, the ROI on that is like there's like there's, there's there's no benefit in people knowing your business. You keep people out your business. So um, so yeah, people didn't know that. And so anyway, I, I got a vision while I was there. I was like, you know what, man, I had an opportunity. I squandered it. 
And more so, that's just the practical, because I know people, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I tell people, God changed my life, they missed that part. I tell them about the OG, they be like, the OG, to them, yeah. like, it really wasn't the OG, but that's a, that's a story that happened, though. Mm-hmm. It's really G-O-D. And uh, I discovered I was, like I say, born on purpose, with a purpose, because it's really miraculous that I got out the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? I have I had, ten, I had four felonies concurrent, aka fe- a legal word for simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. People don't get out, like, they have one charge and don't make their parole. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, you got to do all that time. And me, and then so people start to try to figure it out. Like, so what was it? Was it uh, like good behavior? And it was like, nah, because the first, like the first year I was there, I was still doing the same stuff. Like, mm. I'm gambling, you know what I'm saying? I'm hustling, I'm I'm grinding, I'm doing everything I'm not supposed to be doing. So it wasn't good behavior. I'm getting caught, getting rolled up, you know what I mean? And uh, it was just me. I really felt like it was a timeout. Like, I didn't grow up getting timeouts. I think that's what they're doing, like, like nice neighborhoods or White families or something, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I Go got to the beat. corner. I, I, yeah, I, I got whoopings. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. With switches. And, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, ironing, like extension cords. You know what I'm saying? Put your, put your head in the chair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With a belt. Like, put your hands the out. Buckle, like, the buckle side. Cry. You better not cry. Like, you're beating me. I can't cry. You better not cry. Left Say hand. Something. Left hand. You're a righty. Give me your left hand. Right? That's what I grew up with. So I'm like, okay. I'm not crying. I got allergies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. So it, it felt like a timeout because it just was like, okay, stand in the corner. That's how I felt. Like, me and God, I got this relationship. And he like, and I was just real. Like, my choices got me here. But at the same time, I was empowered because I realized my choices got me here. Yeah. My choices can get me out, right? Yeah. Like, not just out of prison, but get me where I want to be in life. And I think that's what scares some people, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I like to say, like, I wasn't in prison because I'm black, because my mama died, because my daddy left, because I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the system, though the system is crooked and shady, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But I like to say, but it's like, so is a rat trap, you know what I'm saying? But if yep. you don't get your neck caught in the trap, then you're all right, you know what I'm saying? Don't yep. chase the cheese, you won't get caught in the trap. Um, but it wasn't the system. It wasn't the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes be like, it's the man. Like, it's some dude running around called a man. <laughs> <laughs> and if I ever meet him, I'm going to come up like, oh, you the man. I'm you the man. I'm going to catch you in the face. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No, it was just like, it was just me. Like, I, I was hustling. I met, I took chances. And then I got so, caught, so I couldn't cry. Right. So, you picked up the Bible, right? And yeah. that, that was your spiritual awakening, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. It's, um... I grew up in the church. My grandmother raised me, right? She went to church. She raised me for 17 years. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Well, yeah, she passed away, right? She passed away on the, on the 4th of July, uh, which is Independence Day. And my young mind, I'm like, but she raised me for 17 years. Mm-hmm. So I was 17 when she passed away. Uh, but the 17 years she raised me, like, it wasn't an option not to go to church. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, yeah, you stay here? Okay, yeah, you're going to church then. Uh, so I went to church 17 years, but I never really, I mean, just because you go. I mean, I went to UT, too, but I flunked out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, right? If that's what people miss, I went to UT, but the only thing that made me look like a UT student was my was my past, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my ID, student yeah. ID card. <laughs> yeah, ID card, like, yeah. Nothing about my life made me look like a UT student. So anyway, I went to church, but nothing about my life made me look like a Christian or whatever, whatever. So I went to prison, and uh, it's so amazing, man. Like, I, I'm an author now, right? I've, I've published two books and, and do all this other stuff, but I had never read, I made it to college and never read a book. Like, wow. I could literally get by by just, like, reading the back of the book and being discerning and listening when people yeah. spoke and past tests. And, but the other thing about prison, one thing about prison is it's, it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it can be scary. I, I wasn't that scared. I felt, it felt normal. It felt like just being in the hood and we couldn't, right. we couldn't go play when we wanted to go play. Uh, but it can be scary and at the same time it's boring. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, I'm just like, what are we going to do today? You know, and play dominoes and chess. Um, and work out. 
Hello? Something. Right? That, yeah, that was it. That's it. That's it exactly. So I'm in prison and I ran out of stuff to do and I was bored one day. So I just picked up the Bible and started reading it because I actually had read all these other books mm-hmm. in my in my cell, you know what I'm saying, in the tank and whatnot. And I started reading the Bible and started uh, implementing it and started to see like things happening. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, wow. Like I'm practicing what I'm reading and I'm seeing, I'm seeing it work. You know what I'm saying? It was fruitful Same in results. my life. Yeah. So... Um, is that where the Saul Paul came from? The story of Saul? Bam. That's it. Yeah, like the Apostle Paul, right? Yeah. And I love it because like the Apostle Paul in the Bible, like everybody, you can be an atheist, everybody knows like certain characters, mm-hmm. right? Jonah, they know Paul, but Moses. they don't know the, the backstory of him. Yeah. Right. So the, story, the backstory of Paul is that he didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't believe, he, he wasn't a person of faith. He thought this was heresy. He thought people was approaching it wrong, whatever, whatever. Plus he was a killer, right? Like he was like the worst of the worst. He was like the most pious, kind of like, he was the most pious Right, most religious at the same time he only had religion, he didn't have a relationship with God, and then he was a murderer. Cause he would get mad if he was like modern day, he would be like, dude, I hate televangelists. All these dudes hopping on TV, persecuting Christians. Yeah, he's persecuting people, yeah. Like literally, and he I, I like to say he was he was a gangster because like he would have hitmen and he would like hold their jackets while his squad would beat somebody up or kill him. You know what I mean? So like uh, but anyway, one day he got knocked off his high horse, right? We heard that phrase before, mm-hmm. but he was yep. literally riding high on his horse, got knocked off of it, had a vision, had an encounter with Jesus. His life changed and his name did too because he used to go by Saul. Yep. He met Jesus, his life changed, and uh, he started going by Paul. So I can relate to that because myself, you know what I'm saying? I, was, I did enough dirt to get arrested by the FBI, get convicted of four felonies and sent to the penitentiary. I was like Saul, and then I met Jesus one day. My life changed, and I went to Paul. And then so, and sometimes people will be like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Well, if that's the case, you should just go by Paul. No, that's like, not the nah, no, nah, that's not that's bro, about like, the journey. It's not about the <laughs> the end. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know, bro. I'm 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 Saul Paul. Y'all can be Paul. Like, yeah. No, like, no. My, my life is real. I got yeah, I'm not sinless. I'm not sinless. I just sin less and deeper still ain't about sin. It's just about God's grace. That's mm-hmm. what I realized. Like I was in prison and it was like once I had this epiphany, not just the spiritual one, but it was like, Oh, wow, God, you blessed me and I wasted it. I got all this talent and what I'm doing with it. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. So when when that um, when that after that happened, when you were still in prison, did you start preaching already and started oh, no. to talk about the, the the opportunities and talk about your life and how you can turn things around? How'd no. you get out in two years? It's not and not ten. Yeah, because God is real. I mean, miracle. I don't, I don't, you got, you got mir- miracle after miracle. Dude, like yeah, I like to call it favor. You know, what I'm I was I'm working on my new album. I don't know what I'm gonna call it. Miracles. <laughs> I'm gonna add that one to the list. I got an Evernote. <laughs> hey, for real, I got an Evernote right now. I can tell you the four that's on it. One is called Redemption. One's called X because I'm a lot of X things. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, one is called Favor. And I think one is called uh, God Bless because I think I'm gonna get more spirits on this next one. This uh, this last one, not so much. I make music for the people for the audiences I'm in front of, but I think I need to be a little bit more uh, candid. Because I, I made music for the times and the times that I'm in, right? Like, my first album probably was, people would consider, uh, like, more spiritual. You know what I'm saying? More right. blatant. I, I, talk, I just really just talked about my life. And at that point, my focus was, like, primarily just all God. That didn't change. But what changed is, it's like, I'm in front of different audiences. Mm-hmm. So I like to make music that connects with people. And so I got different sides of me, so I make music that reflects different sides. Okay. So so let me, let me fast forward a little bit. So you get out after two years. Decided to go back to UT, graduate with honors, 4.0, from four, four felonies to, to 4.0. 4. Uh, and then you start just going around and spreading your message and putting out music, learning the guitar. We're learning the guitar while you were in UT, right? 
Like yep. it was a barter so with music, someone else. Yeah. So would the music side start while you're at UT? Yeah. Um, what happened was you you hit it on a salute to you, man. I, 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 I do my, I do my <laughs> own work. No, he yeah. did it. The only thing was I got accepted back to UT while I was in prison. So I didn't huh, get out really? and then decide to go to UT. And I like to make that point because that's one point that always stands out. And um, like I was just doing what I do, but the, I, I see now why that stands out because people be like, whoa, like how'd you get back in the UT? And so this is a key point. I got back in the UT because, um, I mean, we Facebook live him, so I'm just going to put it out there. Um, exclusive, go ahead. Right, exclusive. <laughs> this is it. It's because I applied. <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. Uh, <laughs> but people don't get that because they like, whoa, but how'd you get back in? And it was like because I didn't defeat myself with my thoughts off top. That's the point shots I want to make. Take. I mean, you got in without doing anything. And then if you actually applied yourself, then you can actually you make shit happen. Yeah. So what I want people to leave with is like, say it again. You'll miss all the shots you don't take. So that was it. That was like instead of being, because dudes was in prison laughing in my face. I love it. Um, I saw it, man. I don't know what is it. Which one is it? It's uh, Black Beatles. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a line with homeboy rapping. You know what I'm saying? He's like, 50,000 on my feet. I'm trying to kill these haters. Like, I don't know why I feel that so much, but I feel it. Uh, <laughs> not the 50,000 on my feet part, uh, but I'm trying to kill these haters. I wake up every day. That's that's my motivation. Uh, God and hurting haters' feelings. Um, but it's crazy, though, because like, I'm motivated by that. Like, the, like when people doubt, when people this and that. I was in prison. I didn't tell my business. You asked the question earlier. You was like, so did I start like preaching or going to Bible studies or whatever, whatever. When I was in prison, it was just like, no, nah, like, okay, this is between me and Jesus. I'm good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. But then I started to grow a little bit and I was like, okay, I started to kick it with some dudes and, and then dudes be peeping stuff. Cause like I might've been hustling before and, 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 and I might've been hustling before, right? While I was in prison. And instead it was like, dudes was like, you don't come around no more. What's up? So they started to notice I'm living different. And then uh, they figure out, I remember telling some cats, like, yeah, man, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go back to UT. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. Come over here, come over here. <laughs> you know hey, you're in Mico, prison, right? Mico, come over here, come over here. <laughs> hey, hey, tell him what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to college. You know what I'm saying? They was like, this nigga's stupid. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, but long story short, right. yeah. But you I did, motivation. Though. Yeah. So I feed off that. Like, I think that's necessary, man. It's, it's so crazy. I talk a lot because I see, like, I meet a lot of successful people, ridiculous successful people, right? And what I noticed, some of them, they're just not articulate. They ain't what they do. They're successful because they focus on what it is that they do. Right. Mm -hmm. Some of them fraud. Like, because yeah. if you know how to get it and you got it and you don't tell nobody else how to get it, then you ain't really balling. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it. If you're really balling, then it put somebody else on. So that's why I want to share these points because people, and like, I'm, a, I'm really unnaturally an introvert, but I realize mm. like this music creates a platform for me, right? Like, you know, I performed in front of 50,000 people a month ago. So how, how did the... How did the music part yeah. come about? Because you picked up the guitar in college. It well, was I, picked the, I picked the guitar up because uh, people, again, I'm here in Austin. I'm trying to, um, it doesn't play well when I say white people and it's just on over the radio. Or, or, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's, that's why I'm hesitating. But the truth is, being in Austin, the live music capital, when I would tell people, like, yeah, I'm an artist, I'm a musician, they were like, oh, what you play? And I'm like, right. I, I was like, I rap. And it's like, oh, well, that's a recurring oh. thing that we've been talking about on the yeah. show a lot is yeah. a lot of a lot of rappers can't get no shine because they don't play any instruments. Magna yeah. Carta went through have, that. Or they don't have a, don't band. Have a band. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. just rap. You got to have a band, band with you to be person. legit in Austin. Yeah. And so like that one, like I, I'm freestyle. I play with bands, but that's not really my thing. I don't feel it. Like that's not natural. But uh, it was that pride again, that same pride. Right. Because I get out of prison. I get back in the UT. I go to art. I'm in the art school of 
communications, RTF, radio, television, film. Yeah. Graduated with a 4.0, whatever, right? After I graduated, then I started, I worked in KVU. I worked okay. at ABC yeah. affiliate for a year. All that did is confirm that I was an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Because everybody thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like, man, like you work at, you work at the TV station. And I was like, I mean, it's a job. You know like what I'm mean? working for somebody. Yeah, right. It was like I'm, I'm, I'm executing somebody else's vision. I yeah, but you know vision. what you wanted to do. Yeah, and so you, and you knew that there was no. It's one of those situations where there's no job like the job you're trying to do. So you have to create your own job type thing. That's it. I, I created my own. Um, so I, I quit. I worked there for a year. Ignorance is bliss because I got I put in my two week notice. I got my check and basically I had enough funds for like two weeks. And <laughs> check, check. <laughs> about right on the third check, week, I was check. like, okay, hold up, wait a minute. So I need to figure out how to get some money now. Um, but anyway, so the guitar part came in when I, I put out my first album. Uh, so you're already rapping, but you already yeah, I was already rapping. Were you first starting in jail too? No. When did I that start? start? I just just out of curiosity. Like, I was just talking you? to my cousin the other day. I was uh. <laughs> my kid, my kinfolk hit me up. I was in LA going to the Grammys. My kinfolk hit me up. He texted me. And he was like, "Salute, baby. I see you." Blah blah blah. And he my little cousin, but really more like a little brother because he grew up next door to me. Okay. And uh, I remember telling him like I only started freestyling because they did. I went to prison and got out, mm-hmm. and then um, I was kicking it with the homies in the hood, and we was blowing and they was freestyling. They were, we were blowing and flowing, right? And then uh, but I wasn't flowing. And so, but my little cousin, I'm like, these are my little cousins. It's like my little brother, my little brother freestyling. My other little brother, his brother was freestyling. So it's kind of like I had to do it by default. Competitive. Right? Like, <laughs> no, you got to. Yeah. And not even that, but it was just yeah. like, like I'm an only child, so I don't know what it's like to have little brothers. Because ah, I ain't want to hate them. I ain't competing. It was just more like, they look up to me. I'm sitting up here scared to spit. You know what right, I mean? Because right. they would be like, go, go, go. And so anyway, I started freestyling. And then I saw people responding to it differently, right? Because mm-hmm. when I would freestyle, like, if you spit, he spit, I spit, then it's on you to spit, and you be like, hey, let's go play Xbox, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's called shit. Look, look, look what time it is. And, I, and it's funny. Oh, it is late. I used to be <laughs> like, man, like, I'm a suck, bro, because every time I float in, like, the circle wind, and I remember talking to my homeboy, uh, Kwame Cavill, you know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 Texas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, super, Superstar, that's the homie Kwame right there, and we be freestyling. This is when I'm in college now. Yeah, and I remember yeah. being like, man, why, why, how come every time I was, he was already in the league and whatnot, you know, he would come back. Uh, we, and he, I would be like, man, why, why would I flow? Don't nobody else want to go. And I mean, he'd be like, bro, when you flow, it's different. Because one, you know what I'm saying, Cass might be like, I'm going to come down. No, I'm going to no, come no, through. No, no, no. Yeah, and I don't that flow like that, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, <laughs> people don't get crook. When I flow, everybody just get quiet. And then he was like, yeah, because you got to listen, bro. When you spit and you saying something. I didn't realize that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, then how come nobody want to go after me? And then uh, later I figured out it was it was kind of like if, I mean, if Michael Jordan just dunked and then tossed you the rock, like, now you go. Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't really. You do you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's late. Oh, it's late. It's, late. it's, it's 5, play it's 5 45. Oh, I got to go home. Yeah. Yeah, it's so tougher time. Mama calling. That's it. <laughs> so I didn't realize that. So all that to say, you know what I'm saying? When you gifted or something, because I'm gifted at that. That's just what it yeah. is, right? God gives different gifts. I know what mine are. I can jokingly say or be like, yeah, you don't want me on your basketball team. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like a celebrity game, y'all ain't keeping score. <laughs> you don't really want to be like, so Paul, hey, we, we got this tournament, man. Won't you come through? Like, I mean, nah, I mean, you want me to freestyle at halftime or something? Like, you don't want me so, to play. That ain't my lane. Yeah. L- let me ask you this. When you, uh, first time you got up in front of a crowd to tell your message, a school, maybe at the well, detention center. Okay, go ahead. Like, well, I didn't well, say anything about the message. It was always about me. 
because I don't like to be boxed in. So I never went. Like I got this message to give. It was like, no, nah, I got something inside of me. I got to say it. Yeah, you got to, you got your story to tell. Is what yeah. I mean, you got a story okay. to tell. So how did you how did you go about finding those places and saying, hey, look, I got a I got a story to tell. This is my journey. Y'all see my shirt say, dope, dope, dope sales. I didn't see the bottom. No, that's it. That's, that's oh, it. Man. The, bo- the bottom is mindrightclothing.com. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but dope sales. It's funny because people always ask me that, right, man? I performed. I was on America's Got Talent. I did two TED Talks. Did five Super Bowls. Google headquarters. I mean, blah, blah, blah. Grinding. ESPN radio. ESPN radio. I do so much stuff I can't remember it all now. But because um, dope sales. like So people always ask. I never understood and then I started getting offended because they'd be like, well, hold up. But like, how did you perform? Like, they had the women's march, right? Like, that's like biggest show. I just did a, uh, an interview and dude was like, what's the biggest crowd you ever performed in front of? And they had booked me for the women's march and they was expecting 20,000 people. I didn't believe it because it was on all oh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we know that, right? Like, right. so what? It's yeah. 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 You know what I mean? <laughs> it was their first event. I was like, yeah, they're like, oh, we got 20,000 people at RSVP. And I'm like, what mm. they got to do with attendance? You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I was thinking. And then uh, they was like, we got 30,000 RSVP. And I was like, okay, wow. They might have like a a couple of people show 10%. up <laughs> yeah and then long story short when it yeah. was over they was like it was 50,000 yeah, uh, but anyway the reason why I get invited to places is because I'm I'm just dope I'm good at what I do like yep. by LeBron I mean LeBron won in Cleveland Le- who was Cleveland right like Cleveland sucked and then LeBron went there <laughs> <laughs> people didn't even know what state that was in they was like Cleveland they got a Cleveland team <laughs> yeah right and then he goes to Miami and he won championships then he come back to Cleveland and it was garbage before he left and he came back and then they won championships so one, I'm just good at uh, what I do, but I think it's just it's, I think it's just dope music and a true heart. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I'm just passionate about what I do, and because I, I I listen, that's what people tell me at least. Because I'll be like, I just killed it. So the guitar part came in, and to, to make that point real mm-hmm. quick was like, I started rapping. I put out my first CD. I was doing shows, and then I saw like that glass ceiling, but it was less about the glass ceiling and more about like the indignation mm-hmm. of when people would be like, oh yeah, like you rap, okay, cool. And it was like like that was like a lesser art, mm-hmm. and so yep. me, I had just, I was I, I went to the penitentiary, the, I just kept hearing my uncle in the back of my head, you know what I'm saying, like trying to like, so so I started working out because I was like ain't nobody gonna ain't nobody gonna rape me while I'm here, right? So I started working right. out. I came out of prison, swole, and then um I get out of prison, and then I needed a job because now I didn't have any more scholarship money, so I was right. working. 40 hours a week while I was going to school full time in UT. Uh-huh. And I realized if I became a personal trainer, I could get paid like $40 an hour, you know what I mean? And just work eight hours a week. So I became a personal trainer. Fast forward, I graduate and I had just discovered the art of the barter. Y'all familiar with this? Like, yeah, you're like favor for a favor. So, man, that blew yeah. my mind. Like, like, like you said, like it's a light thing. I was <laughs> like, I could, I could trade favor what I could trade what I do for free stuff. And so yeah. I went into the school of music at UT, and I put, I made up this sign like, "We'll trade personal training for a piano or guitar." See, it didn't even matter to me. I just wanted to learn an instrument, right. just to be like, I mean, y'all, y'all tripping, huh. you know what I mean? Luckily, the chick who answered. The lady who answered, right, you can't say chick no more. You can't say nothing now, man. It's like, they been boycotting the show. He said chick. Remember nah. not chick? I'm like, anyway. The, uh, the female. <laughs> the female. My show. Can I even say female? I don't know. Yeah, the yeah, the person. The person. The human. The human that answered. <laughs> the, 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 the vagina type. No the more. vagina type. That one. So anyway, the person that answered the ad was, a, was like a guitar player. And she was like, yeah, I've been wanting to get in shape. I'll teach you how to play guitar. And we went and bought a guitar, and then we traded off. I can't give her no credit. She ain't teach me nothing. 
But it wasn't on her. I wasn't ready because I wasn't putting in the work. Mm. Three, four years later, learning the guitar was one of the hardest things I've learned how to do. The other thing mm. was learning Flash. I don't know if y'all know about I remember Fla- Flash. I learned Flash. Yeah, I remember yeah. Flash. That was hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was. Oh, HTML even, but Flash. You be trying, you be trying to make the, the font color change. I mean, like, I spent yeah. eight hours. Like, I changed it. It's purple. It's purple. <laughs> no, the worst. One of those damn numbers. You, work, you, know like, you working frame by frame yeah. to make an animation. Yeah. Bruh. Like, for yeah. four seconds, you have, like, 30 frames, and you're like, really? Really? That was a whole day. That was the whole day, yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was the hardest thing to learn. And then uh, learning the guitar was second, you know what I'm saying, to that. So, but after I learned how to play it, it's like I fell in love with it. It was like, oh, snap, wait a minute. And then I would perform and play the guitar because it was more like, yeah, I just came to kill these haters. And then I was playing, and it was just like, oh, snap. I ended up in my own lane, you know what I'm saying, by, by default. So I like to say that because, like, that whole play with a band, man, that's that's – that's inauthentic, you know what I mean? That's like dyeing your hair purple. That's like getting the grill to fit in. Like play with the band to fit in. Like that ain't real. That's, that wasn't real to me. So, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It's a necessity for for a lot of for a lot of rappers if you want to make it. At least Austin is like that. Yeah. Maybe outside is different. But. People, yeah. We we could talk about that for a second, but I mean, I don't know. Man. It's, you're an artist, man. It ain't about what you got to do because that's just like home. Well, that's hoeing, right? Yeah, that's but like, I got to strip. I got to strip. Well, that's called hoeing, baby. I don't know if you're getting it. That's just called hoeing. But like, you feel, but if if you feel, if you genuinely feel like it adds to your craft and to your genuinely, art, that's genuinely, yes, yeah, yeah. Then so go for it. So go ahead, Nico. You had a question. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, regarding the guitar, one of the one of the conversations we had prior to the show about you was we're trying to think of other hip hop artists that sing acoustic, and couldn't, yeah, couldn't we had name, like yeah. uh, we had Wyclef. Was on there. Uh, Everlast was on the list. But we're saying they all sing. Like yeah, when they, they, they pick it up, they sing. And they gotta be black and be from the hood, cause it's different. I mean, a bunch. I used to be like, yo, cause I'm black and from the hood, and that's that's a distinction that my black brother that's from the suburbs. There's a bunch of them. I meet them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, we different though. Like in my hood, <laughs> if you walk around with this, you might get jacked. You uh, get slapped with it. In your hood, <laughs> you jacked. In man. your hood, they just be like, hey, what kind is that though? Yeah, <laughs> right. right, so right, that's, right. That's, that's a distinction as well. And I love it because I want to shout this out. Um, so, yeah, ain't no really rappers, but it was cool. And, you know, I use a loop pedal with it. But yeah, I didn't do yeah. it to be different. I'm just different by default. Um, but my man, Ed Sheeran, was at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And I love it because people make – in hip-hop, boys respect it. You know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, it's like show and prove. I love how, like, in the beginning I would show up with the guitar to, like, a show. Yeah. You know, I got on the back and dudes would be like, like – like, you could just see on their face, like, Scooby-Doo, like, what's up, bro? What you finna do? I'm like, I'm on the set. You on the set? What's that? You got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got a nice shirt. Until, until, until you eat. But it's like anything, right? You got to go hard. If you can go hard, then, um, I mean, you can dress like uh, Westbrook, you know what I'm saying? If you're a beast on the court, right? <laughs> yeah, right, Because my right. man just a little bit. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, but he's like, what? Can you stop me? Like, oh, yeah. So instead, it's like, hey, go do that thing, boy. But uh, it's funny, though, but in, the, like, the non-hip-hop world, people think, like, the guitar is um, a gateway to a band. Like, because if you're really doing it, you should have a band. Yeah. But it's like, no, nah, like, like, I don't have a band. I'm a solo artist. So I love it because Ed Sheeran, homeboy, had been on a world tour, right? You mm-hmm. know, he's selling millions of records. He's doing the thing. He was at the Grammys, right? One of the biggest stages in music. And it was just him and a guitar and a loop pedal. Yeah. Everybody else got a band. And it's like he up there with a guitar and a loop pedal. Just like when I do my shows. So I, I love it because that's one of the few dudes that's, you know what I'm saying? He doing it. And it ain't because he can't get a band. Right. Like, well, yeah. need a band. This is a good segue because I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the art behind the music. And you touched on the looping, loop, uh, the loop pedal, and make it, basically making the music you want to make. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what's that's important? That's the biggest deal, right there. Yeah, but the, I, I think what, what what's important is 
what is um, the writing part of it? Like being inspired and being able to write something down that that, that yeah. connects with people. Yeah. And and this one thing that I that I that I talked about talk about a lot is that words don't have to be all that complicated. The simpler the better if the message comes across. Man. One of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs for real. White tea? No. Sweet Whisper. dreams are made of these. Oh, okay. <laughs> Simplest shit ever. Seriously. Yeah. But it it's one of those songs like the, the lyrics hold a lot of weight. Like if you really think about it. That's heavy. Yes. Yeah. So, when uh, when when you write, is that the that's the kind of mindset you're in? I would assume, right? Yeah, it's funny, man. Like, um, I mean, y'all y'all Texas ex- It's when I first started spitting. See, I, I know I, I consider myself a lyricist. I'm sure. glad that I'm considered a lyricist. So that was the biggest thing to me. That's also why the guitar. I fell in love with it initially after I learned how to play because mm-hmm. it removed all the beats. It put all the focus on the lyrics. Yeah, Because now that's all true. of a sudden, it's like... You play the melody. Hold up, what yeah. this dude doing? Like, and so and white, black, no matter what, like rock, hip-hop, no matter right. what background you come from, it's like, okay, hold up. One, is confusing you because I'm rapping, playing the guitar. Two, there's no busyness, and it's just like, I'm paying attention. So I'm all about the lyrics. Um, what was the question? No, just the mindset <laughs> when you're writing. So, oh, the mindset. Oh, so because I'm a lyricist, I used to be about like, I don't know, like big words and mm-hmm. showing off my lyrical dexterity. But always, I, but it was this balance of like, I want to make what's true to me. So that's, that was, was, that is what was true to me. Like I want to impress people with my lyrical dexterity right now. But then when I would perform, I would see like, Oh, that's over their head though. Like they don't, like I could <laughs> I use dictionary. We weren't able to connect with them. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't get that. And then I would like, um, it would be more simple. Like I do it like a freestyle live and that would be in the moment. And I'm just rapping about what we're seeing and they would be like, Oh snap. Like they mm-hmm. lose their mind. And it was like, okay. So I'm always paying attention. Right, like right. it's about connecting and me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, both of those are my children. So I don't feel bad that like, but they don't like my complex child. They like my simple child. And it's like, my end goal is to connect with people. Doesn't so matter got, which way you It's go. the lowest common denominator. So just like, even with the acoustic, like, man, I didn't did shows like a, it doesn't really matter what type of show, but it was funny. Like, I would do a hip-hop show, and I would go in first time, me and the guitar, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about this straight trap rap, everybody lit, and they got me on. And Shoulder it press just, dance it changed, You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, like, I ain't, you know, it didn't, it's the mood, the whole mood changed. <laughs> you intend to do that for the contrast? What, well, no. Oh, you like, don't th- even know. This, this was early on. Like, I didn't yeah. know. I was like, I'm just going to go do me, right? <laughs> so I go do me, and then it was like, there might be a showcase or an annual gig, a monthly gig, and then they invite me back. Before it was like, you could tell they was like, I don't even know, bro, about this dude right here. <laughs> they didn't change set times. For like, off topic first, they'd be like, yeah, we got you going on like 8th. I show up with the guitar. And they'd be like, you mind opening? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you here. And I was like, I'm, 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 no, knowing, I'm knowing what's happening. Okay, but cool. Fast forward, show over. They're like, hey, dude, you killed it. Come back next month. Blah, blah. Can you come back? So I come back next month. Next month, I'm like, because I have this whole repertoire, right? I can do acoustic tracks. I right. Can turn, I, can tools play the, tool belt, I can play, right? the, play, the CD, play the CD. I show up and be like, just like, okay, cool, ready, man, here go my CD. And then dudes literally be like, hey, hold up, say, where the guitar at, though? And I'm like, nah, I was going to go off the, you ain't got to, you, you, is it in the car, though? You got the, you know <laughs> I love that, you know what I'm saying? True story, though. They was like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, yeah, we got the CD, but if you got the guitar, bro, because I was telling some people and they was like, I want to see this. And it was always like paying attention, like how the people, how the people respond. Yeah. So, I think that's part of the artist, like to be able to communicate to and be able to connect with the people. So I'm always thinking that as well when I write songs. When you're performing, do you switch it up? I mean, do you, are you reading the crowd like a DJ? Oh does? yeah, exactly. And so that's it. And that's so like a DJ. You'll switch out what songs you might that's do in your it. set. That's pretty good. That's it. Yeah, that's the biggest. I was talking to somebody the other day. I forget why, but it's crazy because the um, 
the more the higher the stage, right? The more polished the platform, mm-hmm. the more restricted they are. Like that's what I've yeah, learned. Yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah, they be wanting to know. That. Right. right. They be like, okay, cool. So it's, I don't know whatever platform it is, and they're like, cool. So we got you going on from like. 813 to 838, you know what I mean? Not a minute. They specific, right? And they're like, cool, so send us the stage plot, send us your set list. And that's like foreign to me because I'm like, I I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I just got this whole grab bag of songs. I'm like, I don't don't pick my sets before I go. Just like a DJ could, and I'm like, bro, the crowd might, they might come in and let you got to come on just with, bam, well, you might have to like like ramp them up into it. I I, I think that the part that, um, well, aside for the for, aside from the the message that that you uh, that, that you bring up on, in your songs, but the freestyle part always was always fascinating to me because I'm a hip hop fan. Freestyle off the top was always that right. that's just the core. That's, that's just, just where it all from, came from. Right? That's, that's where it came from. It. Off the top, I no written thing. And I remember the first time I saw Supernat do it. Supernatural is a MC who would like ask people for words and mm-hmm. stuff in the in, in the crowd Off and the then crowd. freestyle about yeah. that and that, that's what he does and i'm like it's like freestyle that's, improv that's yeah, exactly that's a, yeah freestyle should be improv we can really talk it about is. that for 45 minutes but it's yeah. like we gotta say no like freestyle <laughs> improv because i'm lost now my homeboy just uh shout out c martin he just he was part of like the dallas dfw battle league mm-hmm. right he's uh he he's he a young homie and he got respect for me, you know what I'm saying? So I like, cause I, I do music full time, and that's that's part of his goal. So yeah. But it's funny because he was going to Dallas, and he was like, "Bro, I'm about to go do this battle," and I'm and I'm like, I, I just don't understand that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, it was funny because he thought I didn't understand. I was like, "No, nah, I understand it." Then you better say, "I don't respect that." Like I just don't understand. Like that's like theater, bro. Like it's like. It's just, Y'all have freestyle and it's like I didn't do research. I googled you. I know right. everything yeah, it's a about roast. you. It's like a roast. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a roast. It's, it's a, a roast. It's a roast on rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that. Roast the rhymes. I don't feel that. <laughs> it is. It's a roast. Like, we, we, we like what yeah. we like. You know what I'm saying? I don't like sushi. That don't mean it ain't good. I don't like sushi though. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the, the, first it's not a freestyle. Just don't call it a freestyle. It's not a freestyle battle. It, it, it's not. And the thing is, you know, all the the the, the rappers in town. You know, like you hear T Double do mm-hmm. it, you hear Zeely do it, you hear uh, Bavu did it all the time. Were you around? Bavu, ah, Bavu did. Ah. Now I did. What's that? You talking about freestyle? Freestyle, yes. Right, now freestyle I, I say, ah, Bavu is the homie. Bavu is the OG. When I came to Austin, Bavu was a couple years ahead of me. And uh, it's cool. It's, it's hard. Like, you keep mentioning people's names. I don't like mentioning people's names because I'm like, I'm telling the whole story. But I, I can share this because Bavu is the homie. But, uh, when I got kicked out of college, Bavu was part of that first, like my first part of UT. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like, so, because I wasn't studying, I was kicking it with them. You know what I mean? And I, I remember, like, me, I can't speak on nobody else, but me, I was, I was, I was smoking, right? I was, I was blowing, and I was kicking it. I was with my other homies, they was blowing too. And it was like a tight knit circle, and it was me, Bavu, and some others. But all Bavu did back then was freestyle. This was before I ever spit. Mm-hmm. I remember just being like high and being like, Man, what this dude shut up, man? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, dog? Like, he was the only one. Was like, like, what are you doing? Like, like dog, I'm trying to hear the word. Like, stop rapping. Like, that's what I was thinking. And now I'm that dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't understand the power Practice of the freestyle class. at that point. All right. Like, I want to move on. What, what are you listening to right now? <sighs> Who am I listening to? A bunch of instrumentals. Uh, really? Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is, is that because you're trying to, you know... Create? Well... Maybe evolve with the, with the music, with your melody, with your craft. You already got the lyrics part done. You already got the message down. 
Yeah. But I, musically, I mean, the looping works. But is there you trying to add another element to it? Um, what am I listening to? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I live in the world, so I don't. I, I can't avoid. I mean, I just did a show last night. Shout out to uh, Don Tizzle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dante. Yeah, Dante. Dante. Yeah, Dante. been Dante. on the show. Yep. So I did a show with him last night. Or I did a show. I was the keynote, so I had an hour long set, and then he came and he DJed after that. And so, like he play, so I, like I don't, I, I don't have to go find music to hear music. Music finds me, mm-hmm. but I listen to stuff outside of hip hop. You know what I mean? Because I'm always listening because I love. Just like when I travel, it's like when I like you know last year I went to went to Canada and I went to France, and it was like when I'm in these other places and I'm hearing I listen to the radio there and I'm listening to like what DJs are playing and it allows me to really I'm always studying. You know what I'm saying? I'm always studying, but I don't study my, my peers because mm-hmm. I don't want to be influenced by them, so I do what I do, but I'm always studying what's popping and what's hot. Okay. So it's when you, uh, you actually already answered the question I like to ask guests is where do you hear yeah. new music? Say that again? But I like to ask people, where do you get your new music? Where do you hear new music from? Yeah, no. And so it sounds like a lot of times when you're on tour, you'll actually yeah. take a moment to listen to the music in the region that you're at. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's right? the coolest part, like... Because everybody be different. That's why it's funny to see people be acting like like music snobbish. Like, this is what's popping. And I'm like, bro, I was on this other part over here. Like, when I was in Atlanta, like, they on something totally different. You know what I mean? Really? It's like when I'm in Florida, when you're on the East Coast, West Coast, you know what I mean? Uh, no matter where I'm at, even in different co- college, it could be Oklahoma City, right? And they be like, hey, this is what we doing here. Mm-hmm. And it's always just seeing how that community is connecting to that music. So I like how you went international, though, earlier in that, you know, in America, we don't really listen to too much music outside. No, you don't. Like no. maybe UK, maybe, uh, yeah. but that's really it. And and there's so much, there's so much of it. There's a bigger world out there. It's a big world. And, it's a big, big world. Yeah. And there's a lot of good music out there outside of our hemisphere that exactly. doesn't get that doesn't get touched. And it's no, it's, yeah, it's awesome that you listen to it when you travel and take advantage of that opportunity. That's it, to hear that's that. Exactly. Uh, have you incorporated any of that into your yes, music? Yes, yes, yes. So. Uh, new projects I'm working on. Um, I'm working April 2nd. I'm excited about a show that's popping off at the Paramount. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to release two new projects then. Um, I'm doing an international remix. I'm doing two remix albums. But they totally knew. If, y- if y'all remember, if y'all uh, remember uh, R. Kelly in his prime, like what was epic about R. Kelly was like he would do, he would put out a, a single, right, a, a song. And it was mm-hmm. amazing. Like right. the whole world was on it. Like, whoa, 12 play. And then he put out the remix or download. Yeah. But and the whole remix, a new song. It was like a new song. Yeah. It was like, that's a whole new song, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The only thing is the title is just like right. the same. Like, <laughs> that's the only, the lyrics are different. The beat is different. Everything is different except the title. Like, does anybody remember the original version of Ignition? Right. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All I know is the remix. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, basically, the coolest thing. So, last March, uh, met some dudes. Uh, from South Africa, mm-hmm. um, Johannesburg, I believe, uh, from South Africa, and they were at South by, and we ended up okay. connecting. Bam, bam, bam! I showed them some love. I had a show. I put them on the stage because they could blow. You know, create opportunities. I know what that's like. So they performed, and then we clicked. And I was like, "Oh, they talent. They like beast talents." So I was like, "We should do a song." So uh, I couldn't find a studio in Austin, so I drove to San Antonio. I thought you went to South Africa. Oh, <laughs> a, a different, a different oh, essay. Wait for yeah, it, yeah. Wait, wait for it. So it was crazy because it was a rainstorm. It was the Saturday of South by. I remember that last Saturday we drive, and I was like, "Hey, it's like a, I got a studio, but it's an hour and a half away." And they were like, "Dude, we're like twenty hours from home. Like that's not that's far. nothing." You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so we drive to San Antonio, and then I recorded a song with them. Cool. They did a remix, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, y'all can sing it in South African." They was like, "Yeah, it don't really work like that." Like, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we got a whole bunch of different languages. That's true. Yeah. South yeah, African. Yeah. So they sang it in Zulu. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm from Africa. Uh, when yeah. I hear that shit, it, it, it really pisses me off. Yeah. Once Do you, you speak s- African? Yes. But once you say exactly right. For yeah, us. Just, just African. <laughs> See, I, I, I was ignorant. So I, that's why I know my Spanish. I was like, yeah. And they was like, yeah, it don't work like that. That's what, <laughs> no, and they was like, dialects. They're like, we gonna sing it in Zulu. That's that's one of the primary ones. So they so I love it, man, because I already wrote the lyrics, wrote the melody. It's a song called Motivation. I had debuted it a year earlier at South by in partnership with like the United Nations Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a year later, and then because I already had this song, and I was already thinking global. Even the vibe of it is like world music, like the drums on yeah. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The instrumentation, and I got them to sing it. And so fast forward now, last summer that was in March. Three months later, I end up being in on tour in France. I go to uh, Paris, and then I go to to, to Cannes, right? Yeah. And, I go to Cannes and I'm down south of like the French Riviera and then they end up in the same city what? at the same time and I was like oh snap like we both in the French Riviera so uh, we I, I recorded so we shot a music video huh. for the song I shot, a, I shot a music video on in, in south of France with these dudes from South Africa well I shouldn't say dudes it was a, it's a couple it's Bongi and Colin so um, to yeah. answer that question, yeah, like that, that influences, like the international influence. Yeah. And so I'm working on that now. I'm excited about my song, Roz, uh, recording that uh, in Spanish. Oh. Know, uh, oh. Yeah. And so some other different yeah. languages and dialects as well. So I'm basically making a world album. Yeah. But I, I like redefining stuff because that's something that I've done. Um, and then I'm putting out a children's album. Right, mm. I had to I had to change a lot of things because I. What hate- are you not doing? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to live it. Like, prison was the best thing ever happened to me. I would encourage no one ever else. I would encourage no one to go to prison. But for me, that was like that moment when it was like, no, I didn't. It's crazy. I was doing, I was taking all these risks, taking all these chances, breaking the law, like, daily. And I never saw myself going to prison. So it surprised me when it happened. And I was like, just as easily as I went to prison, I could have been dead. And that's what woke me up. Like, you know what? I, I just don't take life for granted. You know what I mean? It's you know, like, I, what, I don't take it for granted. One thing I appreciate about your story is that, you know, you don't conform whatsoever. When everybody goes left, you go right. When you're supposed to go to school, like, now nah, I'm going to fuck around and make some have money. Nice, have glory. And, then, and then when <laughs> you're in prison, you're like, all right, I'm not going to stick around here. I'm going to go I'm gonna go make something happen. And so I'm creating my own job. And that's, uh, that's really inspiring, man. That's, that's really, it. That's dope. That's dope. Thank you, man. I, I want to get some uh, some insight on the Grammys. Just being That was your first time going, right? First you, time. Uh, I remember watching the Grammys when I was in prison. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. I, I love contrast. Yeah, like, that's a great yeah. contrast. My first album was called Tower to Tower because it's like the prison tower, and then when I graduated from UT, it was mm-hmm. at the clock tower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so I, so that I had this like I have a lot of epiphanies, right? Like it's Good funny. Symbolism. I'm an artist. I'm a true artist because I'm like I be seeing stuff. All these things are so deep. So right. I was graduating along with a few thousand other people at the UT tower, and I'm like, dang, I went from tower to tower, like from the prison tower, from a watch, from a view of the prison watch guard tower to graduate at UT. And I'm always just thinking like, especially contrast and juxtaposition. So I was Symbolism. in prison, right? Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in prison watching the Grammys, but now, you know, uh, I got elected recently to be uh, on the, the, the board of directors. So they call, they, they call us governors. So, yeah. because I'm all about community service, I didn't know it felt so good to serve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the board of directors for what? For the, the, the Texas board of the Grammy Association. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so the Grammys, to break this down real quick, so the Grammys is, is an award, really, but that's mm-hmm. what everybody knows is the Grammys. But really, uh, the organization is called the Recording Academy. Mm-hmm. And the Recording Academy puts out the, the, the Grammys, which is a music award. And we got like 10 different chapters across the country. Gotcha. And I'm one of the... Uh, the servant leaders, you know what I'm saying, on the mm-hmm. chapter here in Texas. So uh, so I, I, I said I wasn't, I've been a part of the Grammys for like five years, 
but I don't like. Uh, I said I wasn't gonna go until I got nominated. I got some good seats. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get you got nomi- standards. I didn't get nominated yet. Uh, <laughs> but you can't work yet. But I got some good seats. Like, dude, I'm like on row nine. Like, the stage is right. Yeah. Right, yeah. there's like the stage is the biggest two of these. No, not the stage. I'm like two of these rooms from the stage, and I'm tripping like, and like the, it, it was a moment walking the red carpet, and then you got the whole weekend because it's a lot. It's a lot like South by as well, mm-hmm. meaning that it's more than this one singular event. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. the whole week. So I got yeah. it, I got it in, and it's a lot of artists as well. People always think about like Chance the Rapper did the thing one. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. performance he did. Uh, to close it out, him and Kirk Franklin, Tamla Man, like that yeah. was epic. Like you could feel it, like the energy in the room, like totally changed. Great live performance. Uh, so he killed it. I mean, Adele did the thing. Oh, uh, I got a lot of respect for for Adele because like I can relate. I don't know how many artists would have did what she did. Would I would she be stop one and of start them. over, huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of TV. She was like she, and apparently I haven't watched the broadcast, but they they bleeped the word because she was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, she's yeah. She went into it. And then, uh, I mean, she did a verse, and she was just like, you know what? Hold up, kill it, kill it, kill it. No, take it back. Start and like over. me, I feel that because I'm like, <laughs> that's what I would do. I just had a show the day I left for the Grammys, and it was funny because I talk a lot. They pay me money to show up. I went to go rap and perform and do what I did. And uh, see, people, I, I, people don't like people just want what's dope, but they don't know like how to make dope. So meaning. Uh, like, I talk a lot, right? So I do a show, like, I know, like, back, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I get paid to do it, though. So it's so, so, so all good, good, right? So I'm performing, and, like, the woman who booked me was, like, she, she sent a note up via my manager, like, let's talk more music. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, I don't perform well like that. So, no, like, I had to do what I had to do. I was, I was respectful to her, but it was like, uh... Let me this do what I do. Show. That's why you yeah. booked me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You solicited me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is why people think I'm dope. Let me do what I do. It's like telling um, the DJ what song to play. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Good one. You know? Man. Good one. <laughs> I was a DJ for a short bit, for about two years. I never let them call me DJ. People would always be, this, no, no. But it was good. That, that that really helped me become a better performer. That took me to the next level. And what way? Read the crowd? That? Yeah, because it was like, you know, as an artist, it can be like this internal thing. And it's like, I make music that I feel, and I give it to the people. Yeah. As a DJ, it's like, I'm just playing the music. It's all about the people. Right. As an right, artist, right, right. it's about you. It can be about you. Primarily, it's about you. But as a DJ, it's not about you. You can't be like, I'm a DJ. I'm going to play what I want to hear. Like, don't know, I can't <laughs> that's why I never became a DJ, because people were like... Why are you playing this uh, this French shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, like that made me be like, and then I started to just break down as well. Like, man, I knew how to get a party lit out of nowhere. It was like, okay, if this ain't popping, like if I play this song, this song, this song, and then you start to understand like the crowd dynamics. So right. That really, oh, that yeah. really took me to another level. Yep. I want to go back to the to the Grammys uh, before we wrap up. Um, one thing that that uh, there was a lot of message about the, like the political environment that we're in right now when Tribe Called Quest came out oh, and, wow. and Buster Rhymes said Buster Rhymes yeah, 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 said yeah. President Agent Orange. That was the first he was the first one to go in. He was like he did a feature. I don't even know if he rapped. I'm like No, he didn't. It was just they just honest. brought him to be able to go in, apparently, yes. right? Because he didn't rap. It's like <laughs> no, no, he didn't. feature Buster. And he's like, I'll go in, bro. You, you, you <laughs> Consequence there, was there. In. Consequence was there. He was just rapping along. Uh, Pack was there. Innocent Pack was on yep. too. Oh yeah, yeah, I was killing it. But uh, it it there was that 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 feeling and that that message that hey dude, we're still in a we're a totally different political environment now and we need to get to stick together. Blah 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 blah. 
Do you feel like that's something that you incorporate in your message, especially talking to younger generation? Definitely. Um, but I, but I'm big on. I love it because it's kind of like being about that life. I could talk about. I could talk to an ex felon about, bro. You don't get to make an excuse. I talk to dudes and they'll be like, bro. I got like I got these felonies, so it's hard for me to be able to go get it to be successful. I'm like, bro. I got four of them, so. That's not a valid excuse. And my point is, right, it's like, what's well, my from the hood or, or went to college and felt this way? Like, well, you know, I made it. I'm like, I made it too, and I still make time to give back. So it's like I'm qualified to be able to speak on it. So I say I say that as a to set up. It's great. We stay in this culture and this time when people are uh, – I was talking to my manager just the other day. Like, on Friday, she said, man, I've seen more uh, protests in the last six months right. than she has her entire life. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's like 30 years old. And it's like, I've never seen this many protests, but I've seen this many in six months. And so we do need to get our voice heard. And we do need to do that. And I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm there. I participate. And uh, and I perform. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I share the music. The songs that I write connected to that, I share those. But that's not... Uh, I got this movement called Be The Change. And then where I say... Like, see, we all live on the same planet, but we each live in a different world. Mm-hmm. Make a difference in the world you live in. Because mm-hmm. people be playing themselves thinking because they went to a, a protest that they made a difference. It was like, no, nope. I mean, you, you played a part, but yeah. there's more work you can do. You know what I'm saying? It was like, what are you doing right there in your, in your community? It's like 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 when you vote. I'm glad you voted. You know they vote all year round, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 94 years. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's more you can do. Like I voted. I, I know like every two years, you know what I'm saying? You can get involved in your community. You know who you can know who your representatives right. are. So I like to say that, and that's me going left again. Because the cool thing to say is, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm using my voice to make a difference. It's like, yeah, I am, but I really want to empower people. And it's not enough to just co-sign the doers. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Life is I not mean, a spectator sport. And, and, and the, the, the part you play on top of that is that you're talking to young people who grew up who grew up in this environment and they're used to, you know, information bombarding their their heads 24-7 and Man. not not being able to navigate this craziness that we live in. Media, media literacy. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So you have that access and you have that. Yeah. And, 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 you, and, and you have that capability. So um, do you feel like like, do you instill that level of engagement and tell them, hey, you know, yeah, you can be who you want to be, but this is how you can make it work? Yes, exactly. I did a uh, – I was out in Leander um, at Styles Middle School on Friday. Uh-huh. It's 1,300 students. Four of them was black. Um, <laughs> it's Leander. Out of 1,300. Leander. You know what I'm saying? True story. And I say, I say that to make the point because I, I just see people. It's not even about... And then I did a show last night at UT. That's when I was with uh, uh, Dante. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. But it was 500 college students. And two of them was black. I mean, two of them was white. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were right, all right, black, right, basically. Right. But it's all about people. But I definitely empower young people. I remember telling the young people at Styles Middle School, like, uh, especially because every audience is different, right? They weren't defeated. It had nothing to do with race, but it was just about community. Mm-hmm. And it was like, cool, like, I'm good. Like, I mean, I understand all the drama going on, but I'm straight. Mm-hmm. But um, something I learned from from being around wealthy people and affluent people, um, right, like like coming from my community, my culture, especially a rap background, like dudes brag about how much money they can spend on a watch or a right. car, right? I spent $400,000 on this car. Okay, that's a sign of wealth, I guess, right? What's better to be able to buy a car for $400,000 or to be able to give away $50 million this year? Yeah. Right? I mean, how much money are you making if right. you can give away 50 million? You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. Instead of like, I spent 400,000. 
And it's like, so if you're really straight, then you can actually not just get, you can give. Right. And so that's the message I was communicating to these young people. Like, okay, cool. You straight though, right? So you good. Like, you ain't got the, that drama in your life and this, that, and the third. You're not the one being bullied. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, that, and the third. And it's like, cool. So then if you really got enough confidence, if you got enough swag, because that's how they be feeling, right? Yeah. And it's like, then uh, you can you can be a leader and you can look out for other people. And that's really use that because that's what I do. That's what I do. Like that's why I'm always going left. It takes confidence to be different. You know what I mean? It's like that's mm-hmm. why people follow. That's why people assimilate. It's easier, right? I love it. I, I get the same, the same message in a different way. Like I might be at a, a juvenile detention center. You know what I'm saying? Everybody black and brown. I'm talking about real gangbangers out on the West Coast, right? And I give them an example. Like man, so if you grew up in a blood neighborhood, that's red, right? And everybody wear red. Mm-hmm. Is it easier for you to be a blood, or is it easier for you to be a crip and wear blue? Harder to be a crip because everybody yeah. else wearing red. Yeah. So just because you a blood don't mean you gangster. That's easy. You know what I'm saying? Be to be the only crip in that neighborhood, and then like that's, uh, that's hard. That's impressive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Okay, that's impressive. And I'm not promoting gangbang. I'm just making the point of like it's easy to follow. It's a little bit harder to be different. You know what I'm saying? And then go hard while you do it. So man, there's a there's a, a great there's man. a t-shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna anything in the comments? Any questions? I have a question, actually. Yeah, go ahead. So, a lot of artists... Do you use coconut... I got a question. Do you use coconut oil on your beard? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a part of the rotation. See, they ask you. I'm new to this. I just let it grow. I'm like, I'm trying to get my... I need that glow. (laughs) Coconut oil. That's what they did told me. It's about to be hot, man. You want a beard? (laughs) Go ahead, Byron. It is seasonal. Um, Your guitar. A lot of artists who play the guitar, they name their guitar. You have a name for yours, mm. or does it have a special? The one get, I call it. I call it my six string. Mm. Yeah, I call it my six string. I named one. Uh, her name was Bonita, and then she died. Mm. So I, I ain't no more names. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay, that was bad luck right there. True like, <laughs> <laughs> I had the first guitar, no name, and then I got one. It was beautiful, you know, because Bonita is, is, is in Spanish is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Pretty. Yeah, right. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, this guitar is pretty. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to call her Bonita. Mm-hmm. And she died. You know, her neck broke. Um, mm. And then I got another one. You know what I'm saying? So now, like, that, yeah, no more names. No more I, names. That was bad luck. Just no new names. names. Yeah. It's called <laughs> instruments. I, just, I call it guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's guitar. It's, it's my, my, my guitar, yeah. guitar. Any questions? Any follow-up questions? No, we're good. All right. Um, what you got coming up? The app, the play. All that yeah. good stuff. Yeah, so, so we got this new project, Dreaming 3D. Uh, I was mentioning the international album. Mm-hmm. That would, um, so that's Dreaming 3D, and the international remix album. That'll be easy. I got the children's album where um, I'm redefining what children's music is because what I noticed in, in, in that community, like, well, I'll, I'll keep it simple since we're closing out. But anyway, basically I'm remixing my songs, but I'm working with some of the phenomenal young artists that I've met as I travel uh, the country. So I got um, a, a marching band that I'm working with. I got a children's choir that I'm working with. Okay, I met wow. some young soloists. Yeah. And so I'm, I've already written the songs because for me it was all about the songwriting. And so I'm just creating an opportunity for them. And maybe we'll all get to go to the Grammys as nominees next year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm working on that. That comes out uh, in April. Okay. Both of those albums. And um, we launched a festival, Saul Paul's um, Dreaming 3D Music and Arts Festival. So I'm going to do something new. I ain't made a million dollars yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm an entrepreneur. I do what I do. I make a, I make a, um, I make a living making music full time, but I'm not waiting until I make my first million to start a foundation or start giving back. You know what I'm right, saying? I've been nice. doing it from the jump. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. I've been doing it. Uh, but I see that as the, as we have, as new opportunities present themselves, 
is somewhat limited now because it's not just me. I got a squad. I got a team. And they all volunteers and people that are passionate about this. So I'm going to step out and I'm, I'm doing a fundraiser, uh, a GoFundMe. You know what I mean? We're going to raise $30,000, which will allow us to impact 20,000 students just here in Austin, right? Um, in April and May, as well as in um, August and September. Because okay. so cool. like, I went to a school Friday and then they, 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 they paid me to come. Some schools can't pay me to come. The ones that need me the most can't afford it. Yeah. So instead of me bearing that burden solo, which is cool, I mean, that's what I do. That's what I've done. That's what I will do. I'm not worried about it, but it's somewhat limited. So I'm like, cool, well, if we can go ahead and invest in some of the things that we need to invest in, then we can just blow this out and go impact 20, 20 schools, impact uh, tens of thousands of students. So we're doing a fundraiser that's taking place on April 2nd at the Paramount. Dope, man. Congrats. Okay. Yeah. So where can people find you? Saw Paul, everything. Saul Paul everything. S A U L P A U L. SaulPaul.com. That's the headquarters. And whatever your favorite social media is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all Saul Paul. And if you just go to Google, uh, where I performed that one time, it was a dope show. You can find that online if you look it up. But if you type in Saul Paul the best of your, the, to the best of your ability, um, my SEO is popping. So Google will be like, <laughs> Did you mean Saul Paul? You know what I mean? So you'll find me. Just, yeah. Saw Paul the Apostle. <laughs> <laughs> that might take you somewhere different. Yeah, you know what I'm like just Saul Paul, just Saul Paul. I just want to add as a techie, it's just great when you can just drop SEO like it's just yeah. the thing that everybody knows. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's good to know to. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are. As an artist, you're supposed to. You got, well, we went from Flash to now we got to <laughs> SEO. So. I mean, you got to, you got to. All right, but uh, before before we leave, you gonna can you bless us with a little. Yeah, y'all want to do? Y'all got? Y'all want to? Um... Well, just uh, can you put your mic by the by the guitar? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do my song "Rise." I'm gonna do the feedback remix. Uh oh. Yeah. Exclusive, exclusive. Yeah. This don't exist nowhere else but here. Uh, Rise to the moment, rise to the occasion. Open your eyes, recognize there is greatness. Within your reach, you should seize it, you should take it. Can you see it? Can you taste it? Destiny. Hard work in the planet, that's a recipe. For success, did I launch you where them blessings be? The road to riches, though, that's where them testers be. But I ain't tripping, knowing how it's Texans be. A lot of pride, there's a lot of confidence. And my job is to see, but it's not obvious. It's a pioneer, an entrepreneur. So I'ma work it out till it's smoother than below, for sure. See, I'ma make it to the finish line. I got my second win, and now it's finish time. It's like spinach time, and I am Popeye. Stop short, no, not I. Right? Rise and open your eyes. Now is the time for you to shine. Yeah, say rise, rise and open your eyes. Now is the time for you to shine. Yeah, all right. So, um, there's a lot of hate going on in the world right now. So, uh, I'm gonna do this feedback remix. Just so they know it's fresh and freestyle improv, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, y'all give me some topics or some some words to put up in this thing. Or we can even do it different, you know what I'm saying? Uh, how about when I'm freestyling, y'all throw it out. You know, usually I get the word first and then yeah. I put it in the mix. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start rapping, and then when I start rapping, each one of y'all get a word, concept or something. Okay, so here we go. Hey. 
everybody at home, I dedicate this to you. Check it out. Put your hands in the sky, waving side to side. We ain't going nowhere, we just waving bye-bye. To all of the haters, to all the haters, to all of the haters. Say holla, see you later. Put your hands in the sky, waving side to side. We ain't going nowhere, we just waving bye-bye. To all of the haters, to all the haters, to all of the haters. Say holla, see you later. Hold up. Trump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I love it, I love it. Okay, hold on, let me start rapping first. Let me start rapping first. Uh, you get you get two words, but it's funny. Uh, when I say hate, people think Trump. I shut that down like when I close the trunk. Put the body in the back. Yeah, I killed it. It's dead. I'm coming off the top. Freestyle, that's the head. Feedback, yeah, that they need that. I do what I do. Easily, you see that. When they come up wrong, they get defeated. I'm in the top spot. Won't be unseated. What's the next word where it be? Cause right now y'all quiet, just standing me. <laughs> While I'm flipping, what you say? I can hear that, let me move my headphone, okay? That's what that is, haters gon' hate. And you gon' miss all of the shots you don't take. But me, I'm going three for three right in they face, hold up. If it was Steph Curry, 30 for 30. Homie be shooting shots real quick in a hurry, you heard me. Say, I think they in New Jersey. Nope, I said it wrong. It's in New Orleans. Super Mario? Got my shroom. I can power up right now in the room. Get the flower. Get the fireball. They say they at the top, but we hired, dawg. Yeah. And we gonna keep it moving. When I play the six string, they say they the soothing. I say I'm stunting and maneuvering. Plus, I rip the H all the time. That's Houston. She got on the black and white stripes. Vertigo. Say, I used to ride the bike, excite bike, take it old school to Nintendo. <laughs> now they laughing to feel like it's the kinfolk up in the room while we doing when I thang. I told you what it is, your boy just spit slang. I was in Jester, east and the west, but when I stayed on West Campus, it was best. Yes, sets <laughs> in the chest. I can't lie, right now I feel blessed. I want it all, man, whore, not the less. That's what that is, and like the prince, I am fresh, no. Bel Air, I came out the fofo, I can slow it down, slow-mo, hold up, feedback, promo, that's what that is, <laughs> haters, they don't get no more. That was dope, hey. that was ah. dope, that was salute, dope, salute. that was dope. Salute, salute. Thank you for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the invite, man. This was on my uh, this was on my bucket list. <laughs> this was on my bucket list. I'm and like, hold check. up, man. And back back then, I got everybody with the juice on this show, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. Hold up. No, no, thank you. It really means a lot. And keep Hi. doing what you're doing. And all the best. And you got so much going on. Sawpaul.com is the website. Go check it out. There's plenty of information on there, how to get involved, what's going on, where it's gonna be. Make sure you keep up with oh, them. Yeah. I forgot. Also, I'll be doing official South by Southwest. So that, yes, that's if anybody's true. doing South by, just look it up. You'll see where the show's at. It's going to go down. I will be playing with a band in South by. I don't play with a band often, but when I do, uh, I do it right. First time I played with a band this year was a Black Fret kickoff. You know what I mean? Oh, so, nice, nice. Yeah. Shout out to Black Fret. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Make sure to follow the feedback on Doses. Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, it's also on iTunes, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. It's on there. Look up the feedback, BAK. The archive, it goes deep. So go check it out. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.